Welcome to the Shine Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Canadian, and I am so grateful that you are here. I am a wife, mother of three boys, certified massage therapist, and a devoted alcohol recovery coach who helps driven women break through their alcohol dependency without the traditional 12-step program. Each week, I will bring you inspiring guests with focus on mindset, health, and spirituality, providing you the tips and tools to help you create unshakable confidence, clarity, and energy so you can unleash your creative potential and live the life of your dreams alcohol-free. So tune in for some fun, and if you are ready to shine, welcome. Hello, everybody. This is Gina Canadian, your women's alcohol recovery coach. And today I have a very special guest. Her name is Isabella Braveheart. She is an international performance artist, playwright, and self-expression coach who has been deep in the experimental laboratory of truth-telling and unapologetic self-expression, setting how the embodiment of one's courageous, authentic expression is a direct link to personal and collective freedom and at the heart of her success as an entrepreneur. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Now, your your story was pretty fascinating. I love, well, first off, have you always loved theater? I have. I really have. It's been a full circle experience where when I was younger, I was very much into the, I mean, I moved to Hollywood, to LA to become a star yeah. when I was 17. And thankfully, Spirit, God, the universe took me on a much different path for, um, gosh, many, many, many years that had me had to live my experience life full circle to then come back and create my own performance art and design my own transmissions as opposed to living somebody else's. Wow, that's incredible because, you know, I always loved theater. You know, I got awards in eighth grade and then I also did some theater in high school and they wanted me to do something in college. Actually, I did some some in college too. And it's so nice to get into that different role because I find like when, back when I was doing a lot of drugs, <laughs> a lot of drinking, I, in college, I tended to like always become somebody else instead of who I really was in the theater. Mm-hmm. And it was just so much more fun. And I could be like this character, this character, it didn't even matter. But then I would then after school, then go back to drinking. And then I don't even know who the heck I was at that time. <laughs> well, that's one of the beautiful things about creativity, whether it's theater or poetry or music, or, I mean, it doesn't even have to be necessarily the arts, but or writing is that we really get to express aspects of ourselves that we wouldn't otherwise express. And there's full creative license to do that in the most beautiful way. And I think especially for, I imagine a large portion of your viewers have some relationship with recovery or addiction. And in that space, there's, there's so much that wants to come out that we don't norm we don't really have a space for other than sort of mainstream mainstream places mainstream recovery and i feel like the creative process being able to give voice to some of those the the emotions and the challenge and the all the different aspects of what expressed in an unhealthy way gets to then get expressed in a really creative and healthy way and that's one of the beautiful things about the creative arts that i love yes and speaking of creative arts just tell me a little bit more exactly how you got your name Braveheart because that is an awesome name. <laughs> Isabella Braveheart is a beautiful, beautiful name. And I'm sure it inspires many of your, your clients as well as a lot of people who watch you perform. Who is yeah. Isabella Braveheart and what do you do? 
Thank you for asking. So uh, Isabella Braveheart was um, was and is how and where I've been and where I'm going. And uh, I didn't know that until maybe four, I guess it was about four or five years ago that I was at, oh, I was at a very, very intense workshop um, retreat. It was in the mountains of Colorado. And I woke up one morning and I was in a meditation and I heard, so Braveheart is not my birth name. And I heard this, I heard Braveheart come in and I, and I was like, whoa, 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 that's, that's a big name. That's, that's a bold name. That's a little bit of a audacious name. You know, who are you to take that name? And so I just let it sit with me and and percolate over about nine months. And my birthday of that year, I got up and I started journaling and I realized as I was, as I was feeling into this name, that this name was everything that I had been every, everything that I was and everything that I wanted to be and that I was becoming. And the the combination of love and courage and it really uh keeps me accountable for being my name and when i find myself not being loving and when i find myself in in places of um letting fear win then i i have to look inside and say are you are you actually being braveheart right now and if you're not then what do we need to do to to get back in alignment with your name Oh, that is very beautiful. And that I appreciate that so much because a lot of us here on earth are very fearful. I think it's just the society, what we're brainwashed, you know, manipulated everything and into having fear within us. And I want to talk a little bit about your past because you said you had a troubled past and, uh, but you overcame that and then started doing what you're doing with being an entrepreneur and then helping other women who are struggling to find their voice to find who they are. Can you share with us exactly what happened and where your turning point was, where you decided to shift your mindset and just be Isabella Braveheart? Yeah. I mean, I would love to say that there was a turning point that all of a sudden the seas parted in the sky, you know, and then life was grand. It didn't work out. It didn't happen that way. Um, and, and I will say that the way I relate to many years of my life is um, a very colorful night of the soul. And uh, I don't feel it as troubled, although it was dark. I will say there was some <laughs> legit darkness there. Um, but, you know, the process of awakening was a very, very slow process. And the woman that's sitting here today is not it's, she's unrecognizable from the woman I was before. And that's not just about, um, you know, I have, I have a relationship with substances, uh, but that's, that's not the heart of it. It wasn't that I was, you know, deep in addiction and then I got sober. That's not my story at all. In fact, I, um, I don't subscribe even to that. It has to be an either, or I really subscribe to, and, and this is my journey is that uh, I, I continued to look in and look in and look in and do so much work on myself and continue to do so that, that being someone who is dependent on numbing out or looking outside of myself to feel complete is no longer attractive to me. It's not 
it's not something that I, and, and this is my desire, my deepest desire for all that struggle with any kind of addiction is that we're not running away from something naming, namely the substance, but we're running toward a life that is so inspiring and so alive and so present and so joyful that substances lose all appeal. It's just not interesting anymore. And is that my experience every single day? No, it's not my experience every single day, but I, the more I infuse my life with richness and truth and self-expression and community and purpose and, and, and um, uh, the work that I love to do and the offerings that I have, the less desire is to experience anything but total presence. And the more I fall in love with the, the experience of being alive the best way to say it is it's just not interesting. And that's the, that's what I'm committed to in my life. And in my work is taking people on a journey where they fall in love with themselves. They fall. And I don't mean that in the cliche of like self-love. Yes, there's that too. That's real, but fall in love with the experience of their own expression of my own expression. And what does it feel like to be radically myself in the world? What does it feel like to know that my gifts are so online that I'm impacting others' lives in such a way that their gifts come online and then they get to impact others? And I can't do that if I'm numbed out. I can't. And I got to the point in my life where that desire is so inspiring to me. It's such life force that I would, I, you know, I played with, I, I, I would, I think you mentioned something about being in the experiment, experimental laboratory of self-expression or something. Right, in my right. bio. Uh-huh. Um, and I've also been in the, in the, the laboratory of, okay, what does it feel like to be in relationship with substances where I'm actually consciously, I consciously consume a glass of wine and I see what does that happen? What happens for me? you know what? I don't actually like it anymore because I'm so, when I'm high on life, the moment that I choose something numbing, it takes away from the pureness of that electricity. And that there's, I wouldn't trade that for anything in the world. So I I have a very interesting, so I go in the laboratory. I've been in the laboratory with it. Okay, let me see what happens here. Let me see what happens here. Do I still like this? Do I not like this? Is this enjoyable? Is it not? Does it add to my life? Does it not add to my life? Do I prefer it? Do I not prefer it? Um, I don't even remember what your question is. (laughs) All good. I just love the flow. So yeah, just preach on girlfriend, preach on. (laughs) I love it all. (laughs) Yeah, I just, you know, one of the things I really feel with, um, And I was so excited to receive your invitation here because one of the things that I really do care about is finding alternatives to living life in pure presence, which is what I call sobriety, living life in pure presence. But, um, but however you want to, you know, whatever vernacular is, is right and true. And I don't think we have enough options out there. And while I don't think it's mine to do right now, that's not an area of focus for me right now. I think at some point it will be because I do see that when we have, again, I think with mainstream recovery, there's so much of running away from don't touch that bad, ugly monster or all hell is going to break loose. 
And the conversation I'm interested in having is, oh my God, my soul is calling me toward, you know, whatever it is for you, creating this podcast uh, and, and in the spaces of recovery, I don't feel like there is enough of that of, okay, what is the focus on becoming the, and this is the work that I do, the most expressed version of you so that you're on fire for choosing the life that you, that you have. And it's not because you stopped using drugs. It's because you fell in love with your own expression. Yes, we fall in love with our own expression when we are enjoying life. Like I remember for myself, when I was in the early phases of recovery, I was out there hiking all the time. And I still do. Not as much because it's been a little bit cold over here and Mm. muddy. But every day I would go hike what's called Mission Peak over here. And it's just beautiful just to be at the very top. And just it's silent. And you just look at everything and everything's calm. And you just feel the wind on your skin and you breathe in the fresh air and you feel have a moment of like gratitude, you know, and it's, it's just a beautiful thing. And I love just being like connected to source or God or whatever you want to call whatever your higher power is. And I love that connection because that's where I really feel I'm myself. It, I mean, it's the most beautiful thing in the world. And I, I, my experience is that when when we are using any type of numbing agent, the ability to hear spirit, the ability to feel spirit, the ability to be in relationship with spirit just disappears because we don't, we don't have the sensitivity to feel like you said, the wind that on the face and the sunshine, we, that, that sent those sensitivities are dulled and numbed. And while it is, feels beautiful to numb the painful parts we're also numbing the nuance of the sensitivity to the greatest joy in life, which to me is the connection to spirit and self and each other. Totally, totally. And speaking of spirit, yes. I mean, whenever we drink, well, not you, but say whenever we, (laughs) I see my two personalities in my head. All of your personalities are welcome here. We can chat with all of them. (laughs) I've got many myself. (laughs) So whenever I drink before a different spirit would enter my body. I'd feel mm-hmm. like, and then it would just be, who knows One day it would be happy. One day it would be very sexual. Another day it would be like very angry. Another day, very sad. It's mm-hmm. like, whatever is entering me. And it, it was, and then I became violent, you know? So it's, it's very scary. What, when, when you do drink so much and your body's dependent on it, it is so scary. What changes you go through mentally, physically, emotionally and you know spiritually of course well and then we believe that that's real we believe that that's the truth because it feels so true and we forget that this experience of these spirits that you and I love I love because right we call alcohol and spirits and they really are there's these spirits that they're not necessarily spiritual spirits (laughs) they're a different kind of spirit uh and we begin to believe that that's actually the truth of our experience in life. And it's, it's like this just tiny shift degree of separation. We just, it's actually quite, it's quite simple and it's so complex, but to believe those negative experiences or the unpredictability of, am I sexual today? Am I a wreck today? Am I angry today? Am I like joyful for no reason? And I don't even know why I'm joyful that we begin without that we can be the designer and the creative of our, of our experience and, and understand 
what actually creates joy because there's a, it's a freaking journey to, and, and even those who have no relationship with substances at all, it's a journey to understand the, the, what creates the ignition for happiness, the ignition for joy, the ignition for purpose. And, you know, like I said, even those that have never touched a substance in their life, it's, this is an, this is a, this is an ongoing journey. It's a, it's a, the human experience is a, it's a challenging nut to crack and we get to do that. And in my experience, supporting others and myself with the highest forms of self-expression is what I have found to make a really huge difference in the direction of happiness self-expression is very important like I was saying earlier and you're a big a truth teller and I know when I was under the influence I was more of a manipulator and liar <laughs> so learning how to actually speak truth after you know after my just say during my sobriety now is so much better and I've learned to even speak the truth even if your voice shakes that's right no matter what no matter what always speak the truth and I feel like there's so much weight lifted off when we speak the truth however <laughs> some people tend to get a little offensive when they hear the truth how are your ways of going about saying the truth to somebody where they don't get offense <laughs> offensive take you to take offense yeah um you know, it's, it's what I call the art of truth telling. And it really is an art and there is not one right way to do it, but I will tell you that it takes practice. And the other, the, the one thing I'll say about that is that my truth is not the truth. My truth is my truth. Your truth is your truth. There are no truths that are absolute uh, science can argue some of that, but I'm talking about the truth of the human experience and our internal, our internal experience, which is very subjective. Um, when I'm speaking truth from a place of love, when I'm speaking truth from a place of, and this is, it's the, what I call, where is the come from? What is my motivation? And if my motivation is in service of the highest good of all, which hopefully it is, then someone might get offended and it's okay. It's actually okay. And that's part of the art of being a truth teller is the willingness to have others feel uncomfortable when I know I'm coming from purity and when I'm coming from love. And sometimes truth feels really beautiful and sometimes it feels really, really uncomfortable. And when I'm supposedly speaking truth, but I need to be right or I want to point out how wrong someone is. That's not the kind of truth telling I'm talking about. In fact, truth telling has a lot of different definitions. Uh, what I hear you sharing is the kind that the or a flavor of truth that potentially has the ability to be really challenging for someone to receive, and that's their journey. In the same way that it's our journey to speak when the voice shakes and when the knees wobble, it's their journey to receive the truth, and it's not. It's not on me. It is on me to speak truth in the most loving and kind way that I know possible and, uh, and then release the rest. Totally. It's like the, it's the intention that's behind it, you know, and if it's the intention's love, then they should, well, hopefully they'll learn how to receive it kindly. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes love means walking away. Sometimes mm -hmm, love means I actually need to protect my space. Sometimes love means I am not going to put up with this thing anymore. Sometimes love means I have boundaries. So love is, there's a lot of different ways that love can look. 
but it, 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 there's not ill will behind it. Yeah. So that's beautiful. I love now always, I always speak the truth now. I mean, I feel weird lying now. <laughs> well, and that's the irony, right? Is that there comes a time when, and I have this experience. I mean, white lies. I tell little white lies. Sure. I do. Of course. And I probably always will, but the, 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 the things that matter, I literally can't, it, it's like, I can't get that out of my mouth. Like that is not true. It's not true. And I, I can't say it. Like, it's just, no, that's really? a good feeling to have when you know that your body's physically repulsed by lying. <laughs> that's incredible. Like how our bodies then just reject <laughs> speaking lies. You're like, no, you're not going to say lies anymore. You're not going to have that. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to, so I know you're in the middle of something, something special. You're doing a, a seven day theater event. It's, so, it's, it's not theater. It's, um, excuse me, call the truth be told, truth be bold challenge. Okay. And it's a seven days of radical self-expression and unapologetic truth telling. And we are in the middle of it. If I don't know when this is going to air, but um, you're, you know, you're welcome to join late if you, if you, if you get this before Sunday. Uh, And each day we go into a different area of truth telling and self-expression. And so, you know, we cover everything from, aspects of truth telling with family to sex and taboo to um talking about where we've been and where we're going to creativity to uh more performative and it really is a beautiful ride into looking at what are all what does self-expression look like in all of its aspects because i think a lot of people think of self-expression as art and it's not that's one expression of self-expression but it's also looking at what is the what is the version of me that is fully showing up me in all areas in life so i don't shut down when i'm with my family and when families can be so challenging i am bringing my gifts into the world i am happy with the work that i'm doing in the world i am willing to share how I feel. And I'm willing to do that anywhere at any time. And that's the truth for me is that for the most part, I'm willing to cry, laugh, rage, run sexual energy anytime and anywhere. And like I said, there are some exceptions to that. You know, I'm not going to have an orgasm in front of my grandmother, although... I might do something similar. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> they wouldn't put it past me. So it's just that. It's what is what is the most expressed version of you? Not me. Not not anybody else. There's no how to. There's no teaching. There's simply experiences of embodying that. We go on a really fun and exquisite ride, and then and then I have a program called Express, which is a nine month program that. Uh, we 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 dive into self-expression and truth-telling over the course of nine months such that going back to your initial question, how did you get this way? How do you do? It's a process. And so that's why this course is nine months because it really, it's an integrative process that we create truth-telling and self-expression as a culture, as a lifestyle. And it's really beautiful and fun. Yes, because this is the first time I'm actually hearing about the whole embodied storytelling <laughs> And yeah. because when I was getting out of the drinking phase and going into AA and then as well as doing the 12, trying to do the 12 step program, it didn't align with me. I felt like these meetings, these circles, 
like it was more just shaming and just telling our story or listening to somebody else's story. And then afterward, then the guys would want to talk to you and then go on these, Hey, let's, can I have your numbers? Like, no, no, no. I'm not trying to date anybody here. Mm-hmm. And I love the alternative that we can go to someone like you. So we can like, <laughs> here I'm getting all like, yeah, theatricals. Yeah. It's the energy of the vibe that, that, that you're giving. Yeah. Like I could feel like I can be myself, which yeah. is a beautiful thing because I think everyone should be themselves. But we weren't able to <laughs> when we were growing up, it seems like. It, it, it truly, I mean, I don't think, you know, we don't live in a culture that supports that at all. Rather, we live in a culture that supports be a very particular way. Uh, but yes, and that's exactly why I'm so passionate about looking at different alternatives to how we how we relate to recovery in that, yes, let's find a place where you can come and be not just fully yourself, but give voice to some of the places you've been and have a space to healthfully express anger in a creative way. And that's one of the things that I love. I have a one woman show that I, uh, that I toured internationally. And that was part of uh, was my story of darkness to light, my story of toxicity and unhealthy um, feminine, which was uh, sex and drugs and all the things um, to my awakening. And I, I had, you know, when I was for a long, long time, I had fantasies about raging in public. I, this, I had so much anger in me that I would, that I would literally get excited about like punching people and not, not in the face, but you know, I'm not, don't give me the wrong idea. (laughs) Just like pounding specifically on men's chests and releasing this rage, this deep, deep rage. And in writing my show, I was able to express all of that rage in a creative way. And we don't really have spaces for that in mainstream recovery. And I feel like, yes, come on stage, let it rip. In my spaces, everything is welcome. All of you, all of the rage, all of the joy, all of the sexuality, all of the insanity, all of the God, all of the spirit. And then we get to make art with that. And and it's, and again, it's not just art. That's only one aspect of what I do. Um, but to find ways to express in that way where culturally we would normally say, let's not, you know, at an AA meeting, you're not going to go into extreme anger. That's going to scare people and it's going to shut them down. And one of the, you know, what, one of the things that I say is get real reveal and heal and that's, or get real feel, get, what do I say? I've clearly forgotten what I say. <laughs> it's all Get we're just real. getting real and we're healing in the process. <laughs> yeah. And the feeling part is what I was, was emphasizing there. We've got to feel, we've got to feel the sadness. We've got to feel the anger. We've got to feel the shame. We've got to feel the fear and then move through it. And I love playing in those waters. It's, it's so fun for me. Yes. The human experience, we're supposed to experience all of the emotions. And a lot of times we experience them and then we react afterward. <laughs> So if we, like, for example, like I experienced a lot of anger and hate and resentment. So I acted towards that upon like my boyfriend at the time and was physical, landed me in jail, you know? So Mm -hmm. what a beautiful place that you have where it's a safe space where you can just show anger (laughs) and it's okay. You're not hitting anybody and people can probably relate and feel like, you know what? I can connect with this person because I feel the same thing too sometimes. Because, you know, it's actually, uh, it's actually what prevents violence from happening. 
and and violence, whether it's with your with your significant other or killing and destroying other countries, because we're that all of that anger is coming out unconsciously. And when we give that anger a conscious voice, we're in we're actually in control. And most of the anger that we talk about and we see and we think about and we experience is out of control anger. There's a it's a little kid acting out. And when we consciously move anger through, we're doing it as an adult. And we're doing it in consciousness. We're actually in control. So, you know, we have these anger management classes you hear about. I mean, I've never been to one. I've been to one, yeah. Manage anger. We need to fucking release. I hope I I can say that. Release the anger. Right, right. And as with everything, we don't control grief. We release the grief. And and that's, I think, one of the biggest gifts we can give to ourselves and to each other are the safe places to do that. I love that. And then we don't take it out sideways. Yeah. (laughs) I think I got to a point where once I had to like throw eggs at the fence, I was so angry. <laughs> I was like, I what do that. I do? I don't want to throw clothes. I'm like, throw some eggs at the fence. Like, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but the now- eggs are like, why me? Yeah, why why me? <laughs> Wait a minute. There's a little chicken here. I know, right? Oh, I'm kidding. But I, I love that. I love that you knew to do that. <laughs> because yeah, I had to like control my my anger and I'm like where is this anger coming from and I know it stems from my like childhood and the trauma mm-hmm. that I had to go through with that and I didn't realize that until after the fact once I started healing myself not AA not the 12 step but actually having a mentor that's yeah. what really helped me with the one-on-one she was also a fitness trainer so she she hooked it up with the uh training so I can get a nicer body it was nicer back then it was <laughs> You're like, five, years, five years ago <laughs> I look good and I'm and I'm and I'm mentally healthy but my body is smoking yes and it was so fantastic because the mindset was really important important and I looked at life completely differently I was like I've never was taught these things before because you don't they don't teach you at school yeah they don't teach them or whatever is taught in school is not the information that I wanted to know. Right. Nor right. most of us. Right. And so it, I really appreciated my mentor. She was the best. And we really focus on mindset. And what type of process do you take your clients when they sign up with you? What is the first thing you tell them to do? surrender to the mystery (laughs) because it really is that. And I, you know, I, I, I joke, but I'm serious that I, I, I'm not a coach. I'm not a teacher. I I say coach sometimes because it makes it more easy for people to understand. I'm not a coach. I'm not a teacher. I call myself an emissary of truth and an emissary of liberating ourselves through our own expression. And that I, I really am an embodiment of myself and I, I'm an embodiment of myself such that you can become an embodiment of yourself. And so when people join express, they are joining to experience more of themselves. And that looks like we go through different experiences, different exercises, but I have people out on the court doing things in their life and having some really hard conversations sometimes. In fact, this morning we had an extraordinary call with a a truth be told, truth be bold challenge. And it's not, you know, the stuff isn't easy. It's not cakewalk. The the places we go are deep. I, I like to swim in the deep end. Uh, that's, that's where I enjoy my time. The shallow does not have much interest to me. So I invite people to come swim in the deep end with me. And it is, it's, I will say about express is that there's no way to describe the program other than to say, you will walk, you will walk away unrecognizable to yourself. You will have, you will become someone you didn't know you could be. 
Wow. I gotta, I gotta check out this express. <laughs> I can, I'll share information afterwards. <laughs> totally. Now, would you mind sharing like a favorite little monologue or something <laughs> to the audience? Like a little clip of what you, a little flavor of uh, Isabella Braveheart when she's on stage. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, most of my things are, uh, they're longer and more intense. I think I'll, I'll share with you something from, uh, I'll share with you something from my challenge this week. I'm going to stand actually, uh, need a little more. Oh, of course. I know it's hard. (laughs) We need to be our authentic self and that means standing, right? (laughs) There we go. Okay. Does it take courage to stand for a more powerful you? To grow and expand, to push your edges and speak your truth? Yes, it does. It takes courage and might to own your darkest shadows, and you know it, baby, to shine your brightest light. That's right. We came here to meet it all, to stand up straight when we hear the call. And it might get a little messy. It might get a little uncomfortable. But you know what's more uncomfortable? Playing smaller than you know yourself to be. Watching the clock tick while you sit on the sidelines of comfortability. I'm too much, I'm not enough. I guess I just stay the way I was trained to be. Trained to look good at all costs. Because looking good is gold and I am rushing west to get mine, 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 mining for the shiny gold of doing it right, saying it best, lest you think less of me. Well, I did not come here to look good. I came here to shine the spotlight on our shit, to transform the darkness out of it, and to activate the power of the human spirit. I came here to turn up the volume on truth. I am here for the whole truth, the bold truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me God, S. So I guess it's going to start with me. I guess I'll have to let you see. Let you see the parts of me, all the parts, the fall aparts, the parts behind, beneath, below, the parts that aren't actually part of the show. What are your parts that you don't want the rest of us to know? Am I brave enough to tell you about the guilt and the shame that course through my veins and what lies behind the tears that have soaked my living room floor? That sometimes I feel like I'm just not good at life. I don't take my own advice. That I'm scared and small. And I think about the easiest way to end it all. Do I have the heart to own my part to admit when I'm wrong and be with the parts of me that hurt the parts of you. Like truly, without defending even a whisper, without defending even a whisper. Can I quietly step down from the high horses I ride and not have to be right about anything? And will I own my creations and claim my innovations and carry the torch when it's my time to lead? 
to step up and speak out as the most courageous version of me. And to own that my gifts are mine, bestowed by the divine, not wasting more time, no more time, no more time. It is time to fly higher than I have ever known before. I know I can be bigger. I know I've got more. So take me, Lord. Take me, Lord, and make me more. Leadership is not for the faint of heart. The micro is the macro. Your salvation is collective liberation. And so I ask, how uncomfortable are you willing to be for the sake of your soul to be set free? How uncomfortable are you willing to be for the sake of the whole to be set free? Wow, that is so... Beautiful, beautiful. You are a genius. This is your zone of genius. And Thank I absolutely you, like admire you. I was like, whoa, she can blow like it's like no problem. Uh, <laughs> I love you. it. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy I recorded it too. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for asking. Oh, that's me this great. Year. Now for me, I wouldn't know how to flow properly. <laughs> so do you have those um those ones that are like you just uh, did. So, I, I know, I know, right? I know, right? <laughs> I know those two words rhymed. But are they? Do you see them just coming in a little bit shy to like get lyrics out or to self-express themselves? And then, then after the sessions, do you see them just like so confident? They're just like, yeah, I can take on the world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will say that not everybody has an interest in writing or performing spoken word. You don't no one has to do that. I have two separate programs. One is specifically about taking your story and turning it into a piece of art, a monologue, and then performing that on stage. And then we have a show and everybody performs. That's one program. The other program is about self-expression that doesn't involve any type of creativity, unless that's what you choose to do. Um, that said, yeah, because not every, this isn't everybody's desire or expression that said, uh, Yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. I mean, whenever I, we do something that we've never done before and things start moving and feeling good and we have breakthrough. Yes. It's amazing. It's the most incredible place to be. And sometimes that is from writing a spoken word piece. And sometimes that's from having a really freaking hard conversation with your partner or, uh, having a really hard conversation with your boss or your employee. And it's all the same thing. It all takes courage. It's all self-expression. It's all truth-telling. Yes, courage over fear for sure. Yes, having those conversations are difficult, but once you feel confident enough in your own skin to be your authentic self, it just comes out beautifully because everyone's beautiful. They all have, it's just their, their light is just dimmed, but it's always in there. It's always with them. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't feel beautiful and sometimes it doesn't look beautiful. That is true. You know that what? is true. It is. And that's, you know, that's what you're talking about with the shaking voice. Sometimes I say things and I'm like, oh my God, it just, you know, I could have done that so much better. I could have done that so much better, but I did it. Exactly. But I did it and I'll do it differently next time, but I didn't sit out. I'm not in the spectators section. I'm on the court playing the game. And I think that's what's the, what, what the important thing is, is that even if we fail miserably, mm -hmm. 
the pain of failing is so much less than the pain of not trying. Totally. Yes. You only fail when you quit. Just try, try, try. And then you're going to get it right. This just takes practice. I'm very big on practice as well because you're not going to get it right away. It just takes time and just be patient with yourself and give yourself grace. <laughs> and human, you'll get human it. experience is a practice. Totally. <laughs> oh my, every day I'm learning every day, every day, <laughs> something mm-hmm. new I'm learning and yeah. I just take it. I mean, this experience has been incredible. It's been a roller coaster up and down, up and down. It's been like, but I'm so grateful for the experience that I've experienced because it wouldn't have made me who I am today. That's helping exactly people. Right. Yes. And I'm so I I have so much gratitude, you know, all the trauma that I had before everything that I've had in my high school years, college years. I'm grateful for it. I can say now I'm grateful for it. Thank you, Lord, for that, because Mm -hmm. I needed that. I needed to experience that. And I think our consciousness evolves (laughs) as we are um, getting more comfortable in our own skin, being our authentic self, and then just sharing love, giving that love vibration out to everybody. And that's what the world is missing, is love. We're always like, everyone's angry or sad. And I get it. I get it. They're not there yet. But one day, I just cannot wait to see where we're all connected. And we're all like, ah, it's just going to be like a beautiful thing. (laughs) You know, it kind of gets me a little bit emotional thinking about it. Yeah, well, rightfully so. It's a beautiful, it's a really beautiful vision, and we have some work to do to get there. Totally. We have some work to, do yeah. to get there. One moment at a time, one breath at a time. Totally. You know, one moment at a time, breath at a time, and then you'll get there. There's a song, right? Uh, some 80s song. I don't know, maybe 90s song. It's like, we'll get there. Something, I don't know. <laughs> I don't sing. <laughs> I don't so I was, yeah, I was talking to my mom today. I was like, Mom, how come I don't have a passion of singing, but you sing all the time and it's so beautiful. But I'm like, I, I, I don't know how to sing. I don't have a passion. She's like, well, I'm sure you can try. I said, well, let me try. And then like, oh, maybe I do have a little voice in there. Oh, yeah. She's just been waiting to come out. That's, that's exciting. Now, that's probably the self-expression that I need to do is find my singing voice. <laughs> That is very exciting because that's an extraordinary expression. There's so much freedom in that. Totally. I so appreciate the journey that you've been on and I appreciate what you're creating with this podcast and your commitment to shining more light in the world and really appreciate you having me on. Yes. Thank you. Is there anything else you would like to share with the audience? Uh, find me at isabellabravehar.com. If you have any inspiration to check out express or naked truth is the name of the other program where we, where we create a show and perform. I'd love to support you and your expression. Uh, or you can, you know, just follow on social media, which is all the, all the things Isabella Braveheart. And, uh, the thing that I feel most inspired to share and leave with anybody who's watching this is, to take a moment with yourself and look and really feel if I was to be really truthful with myself, where do I want an upgrade in my self-expression? Where do I want an upgrade in my ability to be me? And that's what I mean by self-expression. If I were to define it being more of yourself, because I know that we all want to be more of ourselves and loved for that. I know even I do, you know, I want to be loved for just being me. 
And I'm blessed and fortunate that I have created a career that is just being me. And that took a long time. You know, it took a long time for me to understand even who I was. And the, I, I feel the, the quickest way to find out who you are is to try things. And then you're going to know, yep, that's a fit. Nope, not a fit. And maybe you already know, but I really stand and believe in a world where we're all being compensated for our natural gifts and pleasures and talents. And we get to do that and we get to be that. And it, it, we live in a phenomenal time right now with the internet where everything is possible and all you need is internet connection and you can make miracles happen and also make a lot of money in the process. And why not do that? Why not do that? Why not take advantage? And I'm not saying it's easy or that it happens overnight, but it's available. It's available. None of us have to do things we don't want to do anymore. I mean, that's obviously not totally true. But to <laughs> yeah. be stuck in a life, to be stuck in a life that I hate, we don't need to do that anymore. So find what find what you love. Find, and I don't just mean as I don't just mean career wise. How do you love to live your life? Who do you want to be around? What conversations do you want to have? How do you want to feel more seen? How do you want to feel more connected, more intimate, more deep? And then find the things that are blocking that and get support, whether it's with me or somebody else. There's a lot of support available in the world. Get support. We all need support. We all need coaches. We all need mentors. It's so important. Love that. Love that. Thank you so much for coming on. I got, I feel like I had some therapeutic work just by hearing you. I'm like, oh, I feel, I feel like I'm ready to go out and shine a little bit more in the world. Yes. Oh, that makes me so happy. I Thank love you that. so much. It was so nice meeting you. And yeah, I look forward to you. connecting with you further. <laughs> I would love that. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for shining so brightly. Just even in, even at nighttime, I really feel your heart and I feel your joy and your passion. And I'm really, really pleased to be here with you and to, to chat about this. And I really support all that you're up to. So thank yes. you. And thank you for all you do as well. My Everyone needs pleasure. to go to her website. Okay. Check Isabella Braveheart out. <laughs> uh, thank you, lady. I appreciate thank the plug. You. <laughs> yeah. if you're loving what you're hearing go ahead and click the links in the show notes below and if you're aligned leave a five-star review 